The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, Groundhog Day, yep, seems like a good day to have this next conversation because it seems like we've been living the same day over and over again without really any major gains for the past 10 months or so. We introduce restrictions, businesses struggle, people struggle, then we open things up again only to have to impose restrictions once again. It's like we're on this this treadmill that just keeps moving faster and faster, and I wonder if we're ever going to get off of it. There has been a lot of talk about COVID zero, and our next guest says it's time to make that commitment or face catastrophe. That's right. He says we need to get to zero cases, and in Alberta right now, I think we're averaging around uh, 400 a day. Andrew Nikiforik, uh, Nikiforik uh, wrote an article titled The Virus Change. Now we must get to zero or face catastrophe. He's a science writer, a contributing editor with the TIE, and the author of two books on pandemics, The Fourth Horseman and Pandemonium. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jaylen. All right, let's start with uh, with this one. You know what, just last week, Alberta announced a staged reopening plan based on hospitalization rates. We're moving into that next stage on Monday. Are we doing this wrong, Andrew? Yeah, we're going the wrong way. What we really need to do is now that we've got cases down to around 400, we should set targets for for uh, continued reductions. And, and that as soon as a region of Alberta gets down to zero and can stay zero, then that region becomes a green zone and it opens up. And it then connects to the next green zone in the province. And on and on you go until you are, until you have eliminated uh, this virus or have it down to, to near zero. And okay, so the getting reason to the- zero, I'm curious yep. about getting to zero or near zero. What does that look like? You know, you talk about, you know, elimination uh, versus suppression. How do we do that? Well, we just all we have to do is look at what New Zealand did, what Australia did, what Taiwan uh, and uh, uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, even what China did, which is you know not the best example, but even so, there's something instructive there. Um, and and to in order to get to zero, what we really need are are you know about three things. First, we need political will that says, you know what, we can't live with this virus. We've tried living with this virus for ten months, and look at our economy, look at the mental health of our citizens, and and there's no real end at sight at at this point in time, even with the vaccines, because we've got variants on the loose, um, many of which might render these vaccines um, not as effective. Right. Uh, plus, we're having trouble with the vaccines vaccine uh, program and you know that's going to go on for the rest of the year so um so we need political we need someone to stand up and say you know what this is achievable we can do this then we need to set the targets and then we need to reach those targets and then we need to protect those targets um you know and the way you you protect those what your gains um is is you know with travel restrictions i mean that's what australia did that's what new zealand did that's what china did you know any country that has kept themselves covid free you have to watch international travelers Mm. Uh, and that's probably going to go on for a long time until we get rid of covid and 
Andrew, I'm, I'm curious. You, know, you talk about New Zealand, you talk about uh, Australia, and I don't even have to look at my text line right now. People saying, well, it's it's easier to do because they are uh, islands. It's easier to control borders. I mean, Canada's it's, this is a bloody huge country. I mean, yeah, we are, you know, and you know what? We've actually done we've done a good job of controlling our borders. Now, you know, there are you know a lot of fatalists and defeatists out there who say, no, you can't do this. People looking for excuses. Well, you know what? Uh, none of it did this. The Yukon did this. Atlantic Canada did this. Uh, Yukon and Nivet, they, they maintain almost COVID-free until Alberta let its cases explode in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and the same thing with Atlantic Canada. They maintained an excellent bubble and were and maintained COVID-free zero or, or near zero, again, until Alberta let its cases explode. And then you had all the fly... Uh, the flyover workers uh, from the oil sands and, and, and other projects bringing COVID back to the Atlantic uh, community. So the Atlantic community is a very good example of what can be done when you have political will and and when you understand the nature of this virus. All right, You've got to go hard. You've got to go fast. You have to be aggressive because of exponential growth. And, you know, it, 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 and then people will say, well, you can't do that energy because of the economy. Nonsense. Yeah. The business community in Australia lobbied the federal government in Australia and said, let's go for elimination. And here are the reasons. You know what? Because we don't want to spend two months closing down, opening up, closing down, opening up, closing down, opening up. They want to get off the merry-go-round. You look at the economies of Australia, much better than Canada. New Zealand, much better outcome than, than any other part of Canada, except for Atlantic Canada, whose economy recovered much faster than any other province, any Andrew, any of the other provinces. Andrew, I think one of the challenges is, is that we've been on this roller coaster ride for 10, 11 months now. The businesses, our businesses have been decimated. People's mental health has been kicked in the butt. I mean, I, I, I think yeah. the thought of, you know, the potential, we, we, we can't lose any more businesses. We can't lose any more people. I mean, that's that's what Jaylen, I, I agree with you really 100%. trying to lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, you know, when you look at all of the proposals to go to zero, I mean, and the, there's a very great, uh, really, really good proposal uh, that has been put out here in Canada. It's called Building the Canadian Shield um, by the COVID Strategic Group which composed of public health experts and economists from across the country. And, you know, and, and they've said, look, you've got to set your targets, you've got to meet your goals, but then you also have to ask your communities, what do we need to do to support you to get to zero? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, th- this province, Alberta, has not done a great job of supporting small businesses. Mm-hmm. And here's the other the problem here. The longer this pandemic goes on, the greater the economic inequalities we will see, right? The rich seem to be doing just fine. Everyone else is struggling and, and the, the, the vulnerable and the poor and, 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 and people with, with small enterprises, they are suffering. We need to support them. And you know what? They are probably the most active and vocal group that would say, damn it. All right, we've got one more sacrifice to make. So far, it's all been all pain and no gain. You know, we, we, can, we can go for some pain as long as we have a gain. And, and that's what going to zero is all about.
You know, I, yeah, I I mentioned off the top of the show, Andrew, that I was going to have you on, that we were going to talk about COVID-0, and, and I actually, I wrote down some of my messages from some of my listeners. Someone told me I should be fired for even uh, <laughs> having having this discussion. Someone right. else just okay. told me that they're never listening to this show again. It's a bunch of leftist propaganda. Um, how, uh, do you, how do you get, huh. how do you get people to buy into this? How, you know, I, I get the fact that, you know, you know, well, it, Kaylin, we love, if, we if, love you look the, the po- idea. We love the idea yeah, of it you, being over and done with. When you look at the polls and where Canadians are, have been asked, all right, what are, you, what are you prepared to do about COVID? And 80% of Canadians say, you know what, if it takes a, a, a tougher lockdown, we'll go there. We're ready. Canadians are ready to make the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. The people who can't make these sacrifices are either rich people or politicians who are so ideological that they're not paying attention to the public. And uh, I mean, and, and this whole thing has, has, has nothing to do with, with ideology. It's about, okay, so what have we learned from those countries, you know, and they're all across the spectrum, some are democratic, some are totalitarian. What did they do to get rid of COVID? You know, mm-hmm. and and we're not in Canada. We we think it's okay to be mediocre. We compare ourselves to the states and say, well, you know, we're not that bad. You know what? But we're not good either. And you know, here's an opportunity for excellence. And and uh, probably the best way for for people who are having trouble to get their head around this is look. You know, you've got a forest fire. You have an emergency team in there to fight that fire. That emergency team doesn't sit around and have a big debate about uh, moderation and how they're going to, uh, you know, uh, well, maybe we should think about the economy first before we do this, blah, blah. No, <laughs> they deal with the emergency. They identify the threat. They have a threat profile. They have a commun- they, they know how to communicate messages. They eliminate the threat and they fight that fire until that fire is out. And and that's what you have to do with COVID. And otherwise, you know, you're you're not going to get back to normal. I wonder, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the support if if we were to move uh, in this direction, um, you know, the support that would be needed for for the business communities, that sort of thing. And I guess part of the question here, Andrew, is, you know, can Canada's economy afford anymore i mean we're we've all we're in a hole that is so bloody deep right now we don't it's going to take you know decades to to get out of it i mean how do we how do we well jalen i mean again it's you know uh, you're you're raising a really good point so we've been into this thing now for for 10 months and we spent you know trillions of dollars what have we got to show for it at this point we're still not out of the hole. So, you know, what I'm saying is, oh, you can go on for another 10 months this way if you want, um, or you can choose a different direction, a much more strategic direction where you actually set targets and, uh, and, and you go for something different, where you engage the entire community and you say, hey, guys, as, you know, as, as Albertans, we need to do this. And then as Canadians, we need to do this. And we need to show the world that when we are presented with a threat, that we can marshal our, our energies and our, the, you know, the better forces and our angels and get this job done. Because right now, we're all hurting. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and to me, the status quo is not sustainable, you know, and, and the vaccines are coming, but they are not going to work as well if you've got COVID running rampant in your community. 
and uh, and especially if you have and if you don't control the variants, um, you know, and and you know, this virus is geared to escalate. All right, it is just becoming more infectious over time. That means we have less time to get this job done. Uh, and I'm not saying anything. I'm saying right. I'm not saying this will be easy. But it, it, it changed, but it really requires a, a, a change in attitude and a change in focus and, uh, and some accountability in terms of, of setting goals and targets. And, and really, it's marshalling, it's all about marshalling the goodwill of Canadians. You know, most Canadians, they want to go there. They want to get this job done. They want their communities free of COVID. Well, I tell you that. I can tell you also that, you know, and again, my text line just might be a, 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 a you know, a little blip, a little insight into it. But I would say about 95 percent right now are saying, uh-uh, I don't want I don't want to do this. I hear other people saying, yes, I'm hearing a lot of doctors saying that we need to do this. But I have a lot of mm-hmm. people here saying, you know, and, I, and and part of me, I'm wondering if it's, you know, you know, Albertans and their, and their independence. And they don't want to be told what to do. Uh, again, I think the buy in maybe maybe here might be quite a, a bit difficult than other places. You know, that's very true. That is, that is absolutely true. Because, I mean, when you think of all the mixed messages that Albertans have gotten from their government since the beginning of this pandemic, when Jason Kenney basically said at the beginning, what's the big deal? You know, if, if the majority of people dying are 82 years of age, well, isn't that, you know, the normal lifespan for, uh, uh, anyway, for a Canadian? You know, well, with that kind of attitude, uh, you know, you're going to end up in a lot of trouble. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I, I know, I know Albertans, I know where they're coming from. Um, and, uh, and I think the majority of people in this province, um, it, given a, a credible, credible plan that would lead them to zero in the next six, six weeks would go for it rather than spend another 10 minutes, 10 months doing what we've done for the last 10 months which is not getting the job done. Well, it's just frustrating. It's just this. It's you know, it's uh, three steps forward, four steps back. It's just been driving me nuts, and I'm and I'm 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 ready to get off the treadmill. I'm just I, I'm not sure that uh, our business community. Jalen, everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is, and well, uh, you know what? Can businesses handle another ten months of opening and closing, opening and closing? Yeah. You Andrew, want to thank I, you I for mean, joining. I, I know what I would choose. So. <laughs> Andrew, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. You're giving us a lot to think about. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you for your interest, Taylor.